Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast, your go-to resource for all things real estate and all things St. Pete. I'm your host, Nicole Sanchez. Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast. My guest today is Megan Galane with Mountain West IRA, and we are going to be talking about using a self-directed IRA to purchase investment properties. Thank you for joining me. Of course. Thanks for having me on. Before we get started, I'd love for you to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. So I started in self-directed IRAs in the finance industry in 2014 after graduating college. I actually went to school for, you'll never guess, exercise sports science, something completely different, you know, what everybody goes to college for and gets a different degree than what they work in. But um, so that's how I got started was I actually was interested in the marketing position. I had internships in marketing and then slowly got into actually becoming a certified IRA services provider, which is a CISP in the IRA world, and you have to be in the IRA business for over three years before you can even qualify. So right at three years, I was able to qualify, took the test, passed, and I worked my way up through Mountain West IRA. So that is how I got started in the IRA industry, and my love and interest for real estate actually came from learning about self-directed IRAs and hanging out with investors and getting to see what they do. Um, So then I created, I started investing myself and creating a real estate portfolio for myself as well, in addition. That's incredible. And I know that you too are a podcast host. Yes. Would you like to talk a little bit about your podcast? Yes. So as I was in this business and just to get really technical on you, our clientele are mostly male older white males and we started to find that there was this odd shift that started happening and it was younger people which was really cool to see in the retirement businesses is younger people getting involved in their retirement but what I still did not see was women getting involved so what I did and I do this on my free time for fun to educate people it's called women building wealth and I, I have a podcast that's on all the platforms all the major platforms and it's called women building wealth I have a money Monday so I talk only about money stuff how to make money how to organize it how to do all this stuff with money and then on Thursdays I talk about business and more of the actual um, concepts that we use and that I use in business as well as I've seen other people use so I'll have people come on on the podcast as well and talk about their businesses so that is my exciting project of podcasting also awesome I know that I have tuned into a few episodes and they are very valuable information thank you absolutely Um, And then can you tell me a little bit about Mountain West and what makes you stand out from the competition? Yes, so we are a family-owned and operated company. We've been in business for over 15 years, and we have stayed very local in our communities. We're always in outreaching in our communities, home meetings. We'll do seminars, webinars, uh, whatever it is with our clientele. We're very involved, which I love being a part of. We have offices in Boise, Idaho and Clearwater, Florida, and we will fly or travel basically to anywhere because we're a small family owned and operated company. It makes it really simple to get stuff approved like that. 
and we have a two business day turnaround on all of our transactions. So this is huge when it comes to real estate specifically because imagine being able to close a real estate transaction after you do your part, the real estate, and then get us the documents. I mean, imagine closing a transaction in less than a week. Like that's crazy, it's unheard of. So two business days is as long as we have the proper documents filled out and we'll walk you through it. You get to talk to a human, the whole process. One of our clients favorite part is when you call, there's actually a receptionist who helps direct you. You don't have to go through the annoying calling tree that we all hate and yell receptionist for. <laughs> um, and then we also have our fees are very, very competitive. Even with the large uh, self-directed IRA companies, we our fees actually are, fall normally less than theirs. So it's a huge selling point. And then imagine getting to talk to a person and get a transaction closed two days. You work with the same person. Our staff has been with us for a while and we've just been growing and growing. So it seems like we're getting new staff, but we're really we're just growing and people are moving up, which is exciting. We've grown over the last year over 50% in staff. Wow. So we're growing really fast and it's really exciting to see it all happen, be a part of it, and then we get to keep our staff and help them excel in their careers. It's it's a exciting part. <laughs> it's very exciting. So, like I said, today we're going to be talking about self-directed IRAs, and I thought it was important to do so for a few reasons. One, I think there are a lot of people out there that don't know what a self-directed IRA is. I know I certainly didn't before I started selling real estate. Mm -hmm. Two, I think there are as many people um, that don't know that you can purchase real estate and other investments with their self-directed IRA. Mm -hmm. And three, to share the knowledge I've learned. I, and I like talking with professionals that not only are an expert in their field, but are doing what they're saying. Yes, that's a huge part of it, especially in the real estate area. I mean, you'll find people that will teach concepts all day, but if you're not actually doing it, sometimes it's hard. Yeah. Because I know before I actually started getting into it, I'm like, yeah, you just sign this document, you just do that, and you kind of like wiggle your way through the transaction, not having done one before. Right. But once you start doing one, like doing them yourself, I, to get a client and understand what a client's saying is a completely different story. Half right. the time I could be like, okay, I need this document, this document, this person has to sign, because I've done it all. So I get completely what you're saying on that area practicing what you preach but self-directed IRAs are an amazing opportunity that we have been given that no one talks about because the only people or the only companies really that allow self-directed IRAs with alternative investments are smaller companies so we're going against the Charles Schwab's Morgan Stanley these outrageous marketing budgets where they are able to they're using the stocks and mutual funds platforms getting your fees on a monthly basis as well as sometimes not even knowing that you're getting fees taken out of your account and self-directed IRAs are different. We only get the fees from the fee schedules that you sign, you see what they are, and the reason that is, is because in alternative assets, which includes real estate, promissory notes, which are like mortgages um, or any type of notes, um, private placements, LLCs, trusts, all the different types of private stock and precious metals, those options, because they're hard assets, we're not charging you on a monthly basis or um, able to take money where you don't see, like, like some of the other financial institutions that are big. Now, when I say that, it sounds like I'm talking really poorly about the other institutions. That's not at all what I mean. It's just a different setup. 
We ha allow for you to have the self-directed self aspect where you get to choose your, your asset. We do not offer any investments. We do not have financial advisors on staff. You are solely responsible for your retirement using a self-directed IRA where you can invest in alternative assets. So large companies do have self-directed IRAs, but they're letting you choose the stocks and the mutual funds that you can invest in. Similar concept, except we let you use crazy fun assets that you understand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, what types of self-directed IRAs are there and what are their contribution limits? So there's the traditional IRA, which the contribution limit is for 2019. So when this episode is airing is $6,000 if you're under the age of 50. If you're over the age of 50, it's $7,000. All of this is earned income, so it does have to be W-2 or 1099 income. The Roth IRA has the same contribution limits. Under 50 is $6,000. Over 50 is $7,000. Then we have the SEP IRA, which is if you have your own company, you can do 25% up to a max compensation of $56,000, so just 25% of whatever your company can make. And that, that's similar to a traditional, where it is a tax write-off when you put it in, and then you pay taxes when you take a distribution upon retirement age. And then the simple IRA, if you're under the age of 50, is 13000 and if you're over the age of 50, 50 16000 and then the individual K plan, which is one of my favorite accounts for the self-employed individuals with no common law employees, mm -hmm. there's two ways to contribute to this one. So the employer portion, your company, I understand it's you, it's your company, okay. is 25% of compensation with a max of 37000 So you can make less than the SEP and contribute the same amount because in the employee portion, all you have to make is if you're under the age of 50, 19,000, and if you're over the age of 50, 25,000. So you're able to make less and put away the same amount as a SEP, and the employee portion does have a Roth option available. So it's really cool because you can have multiple types of accounts within your, um, your own retirement account. And then last but not least is the HSA, which is a health savings account. We will get into a little bit later, but the health savings account, if you are... We're just going to go over the really general ones because there's a lot of aspects that go into the contribution <laughs> limits. But if you're single and you're single, it's $3,500. If you're under the age of 55, if you're over the age of 55, it's 7000 And then, or, sorry, that's family. Family is 7000 under 55. And then plus 50, 55 or older is 4500 if you're single. And if you have a family, it's 8000 I know that one got weird because there's a lot of <laughs> lot of things that go into health savings accounts, but those are also amazing plans that are so underutilized. It's it's crazy how we do, how we don't talk about them. And I know that we just dropped a ton of information and a lot of numbers in the description. We can provide links to this information where you can get it. We don't expect for you to remember everything there yeah but a lot of great information there and right now it's 2019 so when this episode comes out it'll be the 2019 numbers which all of that was but in 2020 I'll also provide the contribution limits so the numbers may be out of date hopefully they're out of date because they'll go up yeah. but um, I'll make sure to provide the 2020 contribution limits as well once we get them perfect and um, what are the limitations of self-directed IRAs? 
the limitations with self-directed IRAs are prohibited transactions and disqualified persons. So, and investing in insurance or collectibles. But really the prohibited, the most questions we get are with prohibited transactions. So oftentimes people will call us and say, my mother passed away and she had a house and I want to put the house inside of my IRA. So that's not possible because you're not able to take an asset that's already owned by you or by a disqualified person and put it inside of your account. Or if you already own the rental property, you're not able to move it into your account. So the prohibited transactions, and what's great about us being smaller and able to answer your questions, anytime you have a question, even if you're not a client, but you're interested in learning about self-directed IRAs, call and ask your questions. These are things that we answer on a daily basis. So there's no stupid questions when it comes to IRAs. Everything you find on the internet is not true. And so make sure you get it answered because sometimes the information out there, even on large publication sources, is not viable information. And if an attorney were to see it, it would be very not okay. <laughs> I've seen some articles that worries me that people are getting this advice. So just make sure you're getting your advice. Call us. We do not charge to ask your questions with being a client or not. So just get them answered appropriately. And then, um, so that's appropriate transactions. Now the disqualified persons is actually a really easy way to remember it is your a linear family member. So your parents, grandparents, their spouses, and children, grandchildren, and their spouses. So if the transaction has to do with buying, selling, trading, any sort of asset to one of those people, there's a good chance it's a prohibited transaction because they're disqualified. Now what that does mean, because that's only linear, you can deal with your brothers, sisters, cousins, uncles, aunts. Normally, I really like to hear about the transaction if that's one of the ways that you're going or routes you're, you're going with business, but oftentimes we will say, let's just get an opinion letter on file. So if anything were to happen, we have an opinion letter that only costs a few hundred dollars and an attorney has looked over the actual investment. And normally it pays off immensely so it's worth just getting the opinion letter if for any reason we feel like you need it so just run the, the transaction by us and we'll let you know perfect and in your experience what is the most common use of a self-directed IRA our most common use of our accounts are real estate so real estate and promissory notes are our most common across the board and I think why that is, is because people understand real estate. Mm -hmm. They understand how a mortgage works because a lot of people have them. Mm -hmm. So we are dealing in an area that we have a hard asset, you have a mortgage, you have costs of owning the property, and then you have you can get the net value very, very easily. And it doesn't change much over the years when you're using it as an investment property. So real estate and promissory notes are by far our most common investment. And with notes, are you able to buy both performing and non-performing notes? Yes, you can buy performing, non-performing notes. You can create notes. I personally like creating them myself. And find your little niche that works. If, if non-performing is your thing, then you can buy non-performing for pennies on the dollar. You can work with somebody to get them performing again. And your IRA can make a great amount of money. Or for performing notes, you can buy them already made 
There we have resources where you can go look to buy them where we're not affiliated with them. And then for creating your own note, you get to decide everything. So you decide the interest rate, you decide the if there's any points, any of the terms, you get to decide everything. All we are looking over is that it is titled correctly in the name of your IRA. We don't value your assets. We don't look anything over mm -hmm. except the family thing, um, making sure it's not a prohibited transaction or disqualified person. But other than that, you're on your own on your investments. Now, in listening to your podcast, mm -hmm. I know that you're looking to start a niche in creating notes for small business owners mm -hmm. who may be looking to get capital but can't necessarily get it through a traditional method. Yes, yeah, and actually how I do that, I don't do as much of that in my IRA. I focus my IRA on secured real estate normally, but personally I partner with businesses and I'll bring them the education and the information they need mm -hmm. and then get paid in compensation from owning it. So I do do that completely. <laughs> so, um, but that is an option. But in my IRA, I'm focused on real estate, securing it with real estate. And um, my IRA, I do do promissory notes. That's my focus. Mm -hmm. I don't have real estate in my IRA. I started it very, very small and was able to move money fast. That was just getting the momentum. Mm -hmm. And now that I have some money built, in, built up in there, now I'm able to do larger notes that are more long-term. So it's, it's become a really nice way to make money hands-off for the most part. And you're able to make it at a better interest rate than a lot of other traditional sources. Yes. Certainly more than a savings account. Of course. Or, you know, a mutual fund. Mm -hmm. So I'm making, and this is actually on the lower end, 6% um, because I focus more on momentum when I was getting started. So I have notes out right now anywhere from 6% to 12%. So it just depends on the note, the how long it's going to be in existence, and what the note is regarding. So my lower interest notes are normally rehabbers, my higher interest notes are rentals. And so. in terms of short term, what, what is your definition of short term? Six months. Okay. Yep. So six months is my short term, and I started investing almost immediately once I figured out what an IRA was and the benefits of it and how fast I can make money because I'm not paying taxes on it. Once I figured that out as I was teaching people about them more and more, it was like a no-brainer for me. Like I can make 6% and I'm doing it in my Roth account so I'll never pay taxes on it again. So it may not sound as nice as 12%, but imagine 6% not paying taxes on it ever again and you're getting a six month turnaround normally. Like. It was, it was very simple for me to make the money really fast yeah. because people are, especially people in real estate rehabbers, they are looking for cheap money mm -hmm. and they get to deal with a person. They like it. They'll mm -hmm. even normally pay more. I only have one note at 6% and it's somebody that I've worked with a lot and who helped me grow my account. But anybody else, I mean, my now my minimum is 8% wow. because they rather work with a person. So yeah. we may have to do a whole separate episode. Oh yeah, I love notes. <laughs> And all of that. Notes are my thing. The more and more I like get into them, it's really fun to to actually structure those deals. Yeah. So is it difficult converting, say, a 401k to a self-directed IRA? Um, what's involved on average? How long does it take? So it is not that difficult. That's really what my department focuses on is it's called a rollover 401k to IRAs. And it is about a three to four week turnover and the reason why is because most 401k plans only send checks mm. 
So that's really the mail time is what slows everything down. So you'll fill out all our paperwork. We'll get your account established within two business days. The 401k provider will have you fill out their paperwork saying that it's going into an IRA. So they should give you all your money. Ideally, how it would happen is they give you all your money. It really depends on your employer plan because it can be a 401k, 403b, 457, any PERS plans, retirement plans, any type of employer plan can get rolled over into an IRA and the taxes should not be withheld because it goes directly into an IRA. So that the rollover process, three to four weeks and it's not bad, we help you along the way. You can always call us if you have questions and then we've even um, just helped people with the paperwork. We may have to fill out some portion of your paperwork saying that it is coming to an IRA. And so the, yeah, the rollover process, not that bad, just a little bit longer because of check. Now there's also the transfer process, which is an IRA to IRA transfer. This is a very fast process. So the IRA to IRA, you may have already rolled over funds from your, your employer plan into an IRA and then now you just want to use it for self-direction or you just always had an IRA and want to use it. The IRA to IRA, as long as whatever you are transferring is already liquidated, so it's in cash or a money market account, this process can take anywhere from 48 hours to four weeks, depending on where you're at with the investment, if it's already liquidated or not, how fast you can get the paperwork filled out, and the custodian it's at, and if you're doing a wire or a transfer. I mean a wire or a check. So the IRA to IRA process is... We can get money almost immediately some days, and then some days it's just as long as a rollover. So it really depends on who we're working with, but we actually initiate this for you. So once you're ready for it, we do all the work on IRA to IRA transfers. Okay, perfect. And are there any situations that you would advise against owning a self-directed IRA? Yes, so a self-directed IRA is, you're on your own. You don't have a financial advisor, and we are really here just to help Make sure it's all titled correctly in the name of your IRA and all income comes back to the IRA and any expenses come from the IRA. So if you're uneducated in what you're investing in, that's a huge issue that we see as well as doing due diligence on your asset. So this can be if you, this is where I see it most at the due diligence problem is investing in a private company and not knowing how the company is going to perform if the company's real, like we just, we don't do that due diligence because we're not financial advisors. So we really need you to take it upon yourself and do the research and educate yourself on the investment that you are making because we cannot give advice. Yeah. Or have a, a strong support team yes. and advisors that know are well-versed in what mm -hmm. you're investing in and know how to properly advise you. Yes, of course. And the the well for real estate i highly highly suggest having realtors that you trust a realtor or multiple realtors that you trust mm -hmm. um, to help with your comps making sure the rent values are correct and you're getting the most bang for your buck in the area that you are investing in for promissory notes you'll want to look at attorneys that understand promissory notes but here's the catch and an attorney may understand a promissory note but may not be familiar with ERISA laws, which are what IRAs fall under, and it's E-R-I-S-A, ERISA laws. 
and you don't have to have one attorney that knows both but just explain to your attorney and this is another benefit of working with us we will get on the phone with you and your attorney and explain what the self-directed ira is why it has to be titled the way that it says on our paperwork we'll explain all that so they don't have to know both but then the notes so the notes you have options as long as you know one or the other now the private placements or llc's trusts when you are using an attorney the attorney I highly suggest they are familiar with the ERISA laws because the operating agreement and subscription agreements need to be completed properly based off the ERISA laws. Mm -hmm. So we do suggest and we have referrals for ERISA attorneys that we suggest um, and that's just one of those areas that that's where it gets specific. Yeah. Get your paperwork correct. Make sure it's it's worth it. Pay the fee up front to make sure your retirement account is safe because the IRS can come after it if there's a problem with it. It's hard to say, but we have to say it. The IRS, we, we report to the IRS. So mm -hmm. as much as we want to help you build your retirement and do this and do that, but we still have to turn stuff into the IRS and, and report on behalf of your IRAs. So we just like to have everything filled out as proper as possible. Yeah, you don't want the IRS coming after you. No, because they can take up to 100% of your account plus any fees. Oof. So they can come after more than just the account. And there has been cases where they come after the accounts. Thankfully, mm -hmm. thankfully, none of ours, but we've heard of the cases and they're really hard. But Yeah, and on the real estate side, when you are interviewing real estate agents, make sure that if you are looking to purchase investment properties, you have someone that is well-versed in investment properties because there's a difference between buying a property as a primary residence that you plan on living in for a while versus renting versus fixing and flipping. Mm -hmm. I mean, on the investment side, you usually want to go in with a strategy of either cash flowing or getting appreciation. But in most cases, in a lot of cases, you don't get both. Mm -hmm. So knowing that strategy going in is really going to dictate a lot of how you purchase and your numbers and, and what you're looking at. Yes. And for self-directed IRAs, you would be looking at the cash flowing normally because you do not get the appreciation on a rental property or investment property in your IRA because you have the tax benefits of having it in your IRA. Yeah. So it's tax deferred or grows tax free forever. So you already get that benefit. You don't even have to worry about the appreciation. But if you want to get really technical, you can do a non-recourse loan, which just means that the lender is lending to your IRA based off of the performing asset or how the asset will perform. And that can be in an IRA. There's very few lenders that do it. So call us and I'll give you a list on that. And once you have the non-recourse loan, there is a chance that you can um, have appreciation based off of the loan amount. Okay. It gets very, very technical. <laughs> CPA with ERISA experience is what you want there. Yes. <laughs> and um, can couples own a self-directed IRA jointly? No. These are, these are individual accounts. And we do have couples that want to invest jointly, which is totally great. You will have two separate fees, but you can invest 50-50 or whatever percentages you want. And then this is the part where it actually gets really cool and really fun for people that are wanting to set up an IRA and jump in and make a big investment. 
any of your children, grandchildren, anybody you want to open an account for, and they can be minors, as long as they are getting earned income, so and everything you contribute for them, they are earning as a W-2 or 1099 income, you can contribute up to 100% of the contribution amount, and then you can partner all the IRAs together. Wow. So most people look or hear about the contribution limits, like what can I do with $6,000? Well, you can open an account, your spouse can open an account, and each one of your kids can open an account. And you can put money away for each one of them as long as they have $6,000 earned income. So we have a couple, they have four kids. All six of them have an account and they were able to divide up the asset per each account percentage. The parents had a little bit more in theirs, but it's a way for them to grow a college fund or the first Absolutely. first time home buying purchase like you're able to get the tax free or tax deferred benefits for anybody so it's really that's really what you can do with it and you grow and a retirement account investment account for your children grandchildren whomever you wish so that's really the benefits of it yeah. and then if we're gonna get a little bit negative here the couples that get a divorce and have assets jointly we divide everything up in-house so your renter would send one check to us we divide it in-house we have had couples that have had nasty divorces and basically they decided to keep the asset in the IRA because we do all the all the income and then all the expenses we're calling each one of them for the paperwork we need they need mm -hmm. so they ended up keeping assets together until they were ready to sell mm -hmm. because we are kind of that middleman and then we've had great divorces where we have, we're working on one right now who's yeah. he, they're getting divorced and they turned in the divorce decree and his wife got half of his account and so we just opened up the account and divided the assets and it makes for a really simple process because we're able to get involved and help out that way and, and help you along the journey. Yeah, and on your previous example with the family pooling the money or growing money for your kids for a college fund, mm -hmm. you know, it's a great way to do that where you're not taking money out of your your everyday, your, mm -hmm. dis, your dis, uh, discretionary income. Mm -hmm. You know, you're able to utilize and let it grow within your IRA so it's not like you're taking money away from your lifestyle mm -hmm. to set aside for your kids' education. Yes, and for... Um, tax purposes, if it's in a traditional Roth IRA and you're growing the funds in there, it, even though it's not an ESA, we don't offer ESA accounts, which are educational savings mm -hmm. accounts. And the reason why is because they work very similar to a traditional or, or even a Roth, but the contribution limits for a traditional and a Roth are Higher. more than double. Yeah. So we decided as a company that that wasn't a great investment because the people that are wanting to open college accounts, they open up a Roth. Their kids are, I mean, they're only making $6,000 what they're contributing, what they're putting on like a W-2 or 1099. And that $6,000 is, I mean, it's very, you know, tax-wise, yeah. great. They don't have very little taxes on it. So yeah. then um, they're able to actually invest that, partner it with the parents' IRAs, and they're growing that money tax-free forever. That can be taken out with no penalty for a first-time home purchase or for education for higher education and that includes some trade schools Wow! so it's a powerful tool to use the IRAs as well for education yeah and a great way to get a kid 
off on a great start. Yes, of course. And it's very little. Like I have my youngest client. Now he's a little bit older than this. But when he his dad signed him up, he was one years old. Wow. And he was modeling. He was with a <laughs> modeling agency. Every check came into yeah. his IRA, which was really cool. And his dad just partners it with his account. And he has three other siblings, and each of them have an account. The dad will actually partner them with different assets. Mm-hmm. So none of them have the same assets. And, um, yeah, so they're all making different money from different things. And it's really fun to watch. But yeah. he's now – he's probably five now. He they're, was one He was one of my youngest clients when I first got started. <laughs> very savvy parents. Yes. Sure. Investor parents that wanted to get a little bit more than 6000 in a retirement yeah. account. Yeah. So let's say that I want to purchase a property – that I eventually plan to use as a primary residence, but initially I'm gonna use it as an investment property. Am I able to use my IRA to purchase that property? Yes, you can, with the understanding that even though it is in, so it's in your IRA, you own it, your IRA owns it, you are not able to stay at that property even a day. So if it's a vacation rental, you cannot vacation there. So as long as that property you're purchasing is, for the time it's in the IRA, is for investment purposes only. It could be a long-term rental, a vacation rental. If it's a a lot, you may just pay the taxes on it and not make any money from it. Whatever that is, it has to be for investment purposes only. Now the day that you want to live in it, give me like a week, preferably, (laughs) but let's say you're ready to move into your retirement home your home on the beach that you've dreamed about your whole life that you purchased in your retirement account during the next recession and got a crazy good deal on it, rehabbed it inside the retirement account, use it as a vacation rental, you're ready to finally retire. You would get an appraisal done on the property. It has to be an appraisal, not comps. An appraisal done on the property, and then at that point, you would just distribute it from your retirement account. So in the meantime, You were able to get tax for your tax deferred income using it as a vacation rental or a long-term rental in your IRA. The income from the asset stays in the IRA until you're ready to distribute. And then you just get to distribute the property when you're ready to live in it. And then at that point, you own it outright. Ideally is what would happen. You'd own it outright Mm -hmm. and you're free to live there. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And you've paid it off other people have paid it off for you. Yes, other people have paid it off for you or just your investments have paid it off where you had enough cash in the account. You may have not been yeah. cash rich like in your pockets, but you had your assets and at that time you were able to buy it with your assets and and all the investing that you've been working on and all the saving has paid off for you to live at the retirement life that you want to live. So, it's we see this actually really common. We see it a lot in Idaho. The cabin that they dream of comes up for sale. And then also in Florida, the the beach properties. So we'll see both of those are big ones. And they're great also vacation rentals. Mm -hmm. So it works out great for our clients. Yeah. Um, For properties that are purchased with a self-directed IRA, is there a minimum amount of time that they have to be investment properties? They, no. So they have to be investment properties the whole time that they're in the IRA. And once you're able, once you want to take it out and live in it or make it a primary or secondary residence, at that time you just distribute. But we can have a house in the property for a month. It may even be a week, just transactional funding, Mm -hmm. or it could be 10 years. It just depends on what type of investing you're looking to do. 
What's the most creative use of a self-directed IRA that you've seen? We actually trademarked our most creative way that we've seen this, and it is cows. So we have a farmer, I mean, we're in Idaho, so out west, <laughs> a little different than here in Florida, but actually there's cows here too. But um, the farmer understood cows, he had a dairy farm, and that's what he wanted to invest in benefits of self-directed IRA, use what you know and figure out how to invest in it, right? So he purchased cows within his IRA. It was actually in an LLC, so it's a private stock purchase. And then inside of that LLC, he purchased cows, and each cow would have a calf each year, and he leased out the cows because he cannot take care of them because that would be a prohibited transaction. He actually leases the cows to another farmer. The cows live on the other farmer's land. The other farmer milks them, takes care of them, all that stuff. And then he makes basically 100% tax-free because it's in a Roth in his IRA by investing in what he knows and understands best. So he actually trademarked it to capital, capital gains <laughs> and then bovidens. He's actually getting money from the dairy sales, the milk sales, wow. from those cows as well. So he, he gets money monthly. Plus the 100% capital gain when a cow gives birth to a calf and the farm, the farmer gets more cows that way as well. So it's a really cool, one of my favorite investments to talk about, but it just goes to show you that you can really utilize a self-directed IRA to invest in what you know and understand best. Mm -hmm. Yes, we talk about real estate. Yes, we talk about promissory notes, private placements, and precious metals, but call us and we probably can figure it out (laughs) really creative you can get very creative we've had that's one of my favorite ones but we have airplane hangers um yeah some other crazy ones but we'll stay with with those ones (laughs) so um can we talk a little bit about the health savings account i know that when i was an employee i used a flexible spending account but it wasn't until recent recently that I learned about a health savings account. Yes, the health savings accounts are, I think, better than the Roth accounts because you get a write-off when you contribute to the health savings account. But if you use the money for medical purposes, you never have to pay taxes on it. It comes out like a Roth account, tax-free. With a with a HSA account, health savings account, the money stays in that account forever. So when you come retirement age and that money is not used, it goes into a Roth IRA. Okay. So that's a benefit of having an HSA. Now, in order to have an HSA, your plan, your current insurance plan has to allow them. Okay. And I think this just changed and now coming up in November, it may change again. Just make sure that the plan that you have is HSA eligible. And this is something we do not look into, so we do trust you on this. Um, Normally, it's a HDHP plan, high deductible health plan that you have to have. And it will say on, I mean, our insurance, we have United Healthcare, and they have a whole breakdown of the differences of the plans. It just says HSA eligible. And as long as you have that, you can open up an HSA and start using it. The benefits of using an HSA with Mountain West IRA, you can use this and partner with your IRA and start investing in real estate or doing the creative investments we're talking about. Now the downfall is we do not have a debit or credit card option. So the people that have HSAs with us are looking to use it 
because it's better than a Roth account mm -hmm. and they're looking to use it for actually investing. If you want to use it for the dental visit or the the um, the premium for whatever hospital visit. Sorry guys, I don't go to the doctor. <laughs> I, I go to a natural doctor, so yeah. she pays cash anyways. But um, whatever you're using it for, um, if you're wanting to use it for your everyday expenses, this is not the account for you with us. Okay. But HSAs are a great tool. Whether you're with us or not using it, you should look into it if you have the option for your health plan because that money, like I said, is better than a Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. It goes in tax-free and comes out tax-free if used for medical purposes. Yeah. So we're talking here in Florida, but not everyone who's listening is. Are you able to work with listeners outside of Florida? Yes, our clients are nationwide. We have offices in Boise, Idaho, and Clearwater, Florida, and we can work everywhere. We're working nationwide as long as the investor has a social security number or if they um, are an immigrant as long as they have the no I guess it's a social security number as well that they're given but as long as you have that you're able to invest our so our clients have to have the social security number and able to are an American residence but the assets can be international so we have vacation rentals in Costa Rica in Ireland in Italy Canada and so the investment real estate is real estate wherever you are as long as when you're investing internationally it's done in the USD dollar we're able to do the investment okay so yeah and similarly if americans are living overseas mm -hmm. they are able to utilize your services as long as it's of course the u.s dollars yes yes and we have clients that live in different countries and we either get a hold of them i mean we normally get a hold of them through email but like we've set up skype calls or zoom calls whatever to get them the free questions and get us access so as long as you're open um, to be a little flexible with us um, on the time change. Yep. Um, we've worked with clients internationally, but all have social security numbers, so they have to be American residents okay. or citizens. And what services does Mountain West offer to customers? We help you establish your self-directed IRA, whether it be traditional Roth, SEP, Simple, Individual K, or HSA account. We help you establish it, get it funded, answer your questions along the way on getting an asset within your account and then we collect the incoming payments from your asset and then if you have any expenses we we um, do the expenses for that account per your permission everything is your permission uh, we do not do kind of like the rental tenant agreements we we're really here to just when the check comes to us we deposit it and you make sure it's in there every month type of thing um, but we report to the IRS, so if you look at our fees, it may seem really high, but it's a lot of manual work. That's why getting back to the beginning of the podcast, a lot of larger institutions do not do what we do because it's so much manual labor, but um, we're reporting to the IRS annually on behalf of your account. We're sending the 1099s, the 5498s, keeping in contact with the clients, making sure you get your contributions in if you want to, and then answering any questions you have on your investment purchases. So that's what we're here for. No financial advisors on staff. We, we're not trying to sell you anything. We're trying to help you get your IRA set up so that you can invest in alternative assets. So that is what we're here for. And you can get a hold of me at accounts, that's plural A-C-C-O-U-N-T-S, at mwira.com. 
or at our toll-free number, which is 866-377-3311. And I know you had mentioned earlier that you have webinars. Mm -hmm. If people wanted to um, check out a webinar, how can they do that? Our webinars are all on our website. And if you just go to the webinars tab, all of our newest webinars are on there. And then you can also get on our newsletters and get any podcast episodes we've been on, any educational webinars we've been on, everything that we share within our newsletter on our website is 100% educational based. We are not able to promote, endorse, or offer any investments. Mm -hmm. We're not here trying to get you to sign up in the newest, latest, greatest stock. It's all educational based. So you can come to our site, learn from us for free, and let's get you in control of your retirement. All right. Well, thank you very, very much for all of this great information. Of course. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you can listen to future episodes. And if you have a show topic that you'd like to share with me, or have a real estate-related question that you'd like to ask, I'd love to hear it. You can call or text me at 719-201-5022, or you can reach me via email at nicole at sellingstpetefl.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-E at S-E l-l-i-n-g-s-t-p-e-t-e-f-l dot com.